Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 717 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, West Bromwich Operatic let us know about their production of Greece at the Grand this week as we chat with Sandy and Danny. We've got Emily and Dan on the line for that one. Uh, we'll be hearing from Alice Beer all about the return of Duty Free. She's, of course, a TV presenter and knows a thing or two about getting great value for money. And you'll find out how you can do just that when you're heading on a ferry to Ireland. David Dominey lets us know how you can grow some brilliant food on your windowsill and enjoy some fresh produce at home. We'll be hearing from Huggle Pets all about their OAP special offer. Adam Millichip from the TWS Sports Podcast, he's the man behind holding it all together. He lets us know about their latest entry into the Sports Podcasting Award competition. Emily Thompson lets us know about the Round the Weekend from the wonderful team at Compton Care. And we have a chat with Katinka Maria Nizdor all about her latest work in film and TV. That's all on the way on the show this week. From the 21st through to the 25th of March, West Bromwich Operatic are doing their thing with Greece. On stage at the Grand, I'm joined now by two of the cast. We have Sandy, Emily, that's the right way around, and Danny and Dan, I think I've got that the right way around as well. Hello to you both. Yeah. <laughs> how's, it, how's it going? You're looking forward to the show, I'm going to guess. And uh, uh, I think uh, Dan's already pointed out to me, his hair is as ready as it can be. That is quality. Uh, yeah, as ready as it can be is probably as good as it gets. It's been dyed, which is pretty impressive. I've gone for it. I've committed to the role. Yeah. Uh, but Yeah, you can, you can, you can tweak the, the hair colour later again, though, can't you? you but be careful you don't get split ends, because that could ruin the quiff. <laughs> It's a, it's a great show. We already know that. We know the music is amazing. You guys get to have some real good fun on stage. Yes. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, Sandy's not in it as much as she is in the film, but it means I get to sit back and relax and watch how fantastic everybody else in the cast is. And it also means I have less stressing about the dancing to do, which is fantastic. Whereas I know that everyone else is like running around like headless chickens, but it looks fantastic. So that's great. Well, as I say, it's only a short while away, and we already know we're on limited availability for tickets. So get in there quick, and because some brilliant offers on as well. Check all that out at grandtheatre.co.uk. I'll mention that again in a bit. But uh, it's 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 one of those shows which is is an iconic uh, on on the screen, and then has really been absolutely amazing on stage because the, the music's there. Uh, but uh, and drag racing is more difficult to do in a confined space, but it's still you you <laughs> managed to pull it off. Uh, drag racing, maybe not so much, but there's there is a car, there's Grease Lightning. Um, we talk about uh, having a fight and stuff, but you never actually do that. But uh, it's more about the music and the dancing and the uh, Although there is very much a very real car that will be somehow um, being taken on and off stage by what I imagine will be a, a fantastic stage crew. So there is that. Just just no like real life drag racing because it's a it's a pretty small stage for that kind it, of thing. It's imagined, that sort of thing. But this is the yeah. magic of theatre. You can still do it. But everybody's there with you. But everything from uh, the, the the ways the boys and the girls interact, the, the summer loving that happens, and exactly what does and doesn't happen. You work that bit out yourself as you go along. But it it, it is uh, as a, a, an iconic show. So uh, what it gets to do is like playing icons in this. You must be looking forward to it. I mean, to the, the, as we said, we're down in the hair seriousness. This is this is a bit of important stage work. 
Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's really scary because I think constantly in the back of your mind, you're thinking about how iconic the character is that you're playing. And I think there's kind of a certain level of expectation there for you to kind of look a certain way and act a certain way and be a certain way, um, which is quite scary. But at the same time, it's really exciting because when you play parts, you never really have like, you don't have a character to fit in quite the same way as you do Greece, where everything's so iconic that everyone has like this perfect expectation. So you know exactly what's expected of you, which mm -hmm. is scary, but a lot of fun to try and kind of reach that as well. Yeah, and with the film sing-along being as popular as it is, we have to remind audiences, you guys on stage are in charge of the singing on each night. <laughs> By all means, join in. <laughs> just, just do it quietly. Uh, but there'll be a yeah. big number at the end as well to be able to uh, really every, you know, absolutely go for it with. And tell us a bit about the rest of the gang, because it, with West Brom, there's always a load of people on stage, and it means that you can fill every single one of these roles with a hugely talented performer. Yeah, so um, as part of our Pink Ladies, we've got Holly White, who's playing Rizzo, who's fantastic. We've got um, Beth Logan, who's playing Frenchie, who is adorable and the most Frenchie-like Frenchie I've ever come across in my mm -hmm. whole life. Uh, we've got Amy Sanford, who's playing a very wonderful Jan, and we've got Marlianna Riley, who's playing Marty. I mean, I don't know all of the seconds, but uh, <laughs> we've got really, the, the T-Birds are great. Um, so we've got uh, Theo, who's playing Timothy. Uh, we have Callum, who's playing Roger. Uh, Connor, who's playing Doody, and then we've got Jack, who's playing Sunny, and they're all fantastic and all work really well together. Yeah, and they've yeah, all got their better story to tell, haven't they, as well? Yeah, but it's, it's, it is exactly like that, and I think everyone's been cast really well, and it's turned into kind of quite a sweet little friendship group, so it, it does feel a little bit like Grease at rehearsals, because we're all kind of in the same boat, going through the same things, um, and then have our kind of relevant person that we play opposite. So it's it's a lot of fun, actually. It's going to be, say, a, a chance for the audiences, uh, in, in some cases, to relive their youth when this was on screen and, and enjoy the show that way. Uh, for everybody who's pretty much in it, at least in the, those main roles, you aren't old enough to remember it first time round or second time round. Uh, you, you you know about it through uh, yeah, the urban myth and many and much more, and probably know the stage show as well as you do the film to start off with. But uh, it is going to be truly awesome. West Brom absolutely nail every single show they do. If you enjoyed Shrek, you're going to love this. And Shrek was awesome. So we, we know it's going to be good. Uh, and uh, it's going to be uh, a fantastic time on stage. It is the 21st through to the 25th of March. 01902 429212, the box office number, grandtheatre.co.uk to get your tickets. But we can also find West Brom on all the socials as well, can't we? Yeah, absolutely. We're on Facebook and also on Instagram and very occasionally on TikTok as well. So check out there. And are, are there any yeah, little behind the scenes prep bits as well, including the hair dyeing session? Uh, not so much the hair drying session, but there's like there's uh, photos and the occasional video of things like the photo shoot that uh, happened and uh, of our rehearsals as well. So it's a few little sneaky behind the scenes things. So get there. those gems. That's what counts uh, for, for now. Emily and Dan, Sandy and Danny, thank you both for joining us. Thank, thank you so thank much. Golda tells the story of Golda Meir, Israel's first female prime minister. Helen Mirren takes the title role. Part of the amazing cast that are also bringing this story to life is Katinka Maria Nisto, who joins me now to tell us more. Hello. Hi, hello. Thank you for having me. Well, good to talk to you. Thank you for joining us and sharing a bit of the experience of, of bringing to life the story of Israel's Iron Lady. And uh, being an actress of Romanian origin, uh, you have uh, a, a, an interesting role to play in bringing all of this story together. 
Um, I did. I mean, for me, it's really important in terms of representation and uh, in terms of a wonderful, huge chance to be just among very talented peers uh, who tell an important story with an important message. You know, there is a saying that um, in order to know where we're going, we must remember where we come from. So mm -hmm. maybe at times, even in these troubled times, it's um, even in like with Israel's troubled times currently, um, politic wise, it's um, it's sometimes um, good to remember. Absolutely. To bring forward. Yeah, History look, repeats itself. So it does. Uh, hopefully, you know, we won't get to war extended mm -hmm. uh, in other countries as well. Uh, other than the war going on now in um, Russia and Ukraine, but uh, between Russia and Ukraine, but uh, which affects us all, the whole the whole world actually. Absolutely. So we're looking back to a time in 1973 of the Yom Kippur War, and this means you've got a difficult story to tell uh, and one of sacrifice from a number of different people. Yes, yes, it is. It's a very subtle and um, introspective, rather presentation of the facts uh actually someone noticed after after the screening we had in berlinale film festival mm -hmm. um that uh, no there's no blood you know no bloodshed you don't see uh there's no, there's no bloodshed on screen but the the images uh and the feelings that just transcend the screen the feelings that um helen mirren and everyone else in the cast um transmits are speak for themselves the eyes it's everything is in the eyes mm -hmm. in our it, eyes it's the emotions of war played out on a part of the stage which which doesn't see the harsh reality decisions are made which affect many thousands of lives but it's not something which can have in the same way a direct physical effect but certainly the the mental effects and the emotions everything these characters go through and the, the strength of character is called upon and this as you say it's something you can see in the eyes in the way that uh, the actors are performing on screen here and this is something which you hope no one will ever go through, but you have to put yourself in the position of those who are sending others off to war. Yeah, imagine. So I had a small part, but um, playing a nurse. Um, so as I mean, I couldn't, I could not. I mean, I can't imagine, but like the all the pain that you're witnessing and the how how many um, emotional and also physical strength and emotional resources you need to have in order to be of service as a nurse, you know, to be of service for other people to take care of, to nurture, to to maybe just some imagine like watch them die, be with them as they, they give their last breath. Like it's um it's astounding, but it's an exercise. Now, this film itself is just a small part of your amazing career to date. It's, I mean, we have in the UK have embraced so many people uh, from Romanian descent uh, over yeah. over the years, but we don't see many actors from Romania coming into the UK. And uh, you, you've really been, uh, you know, you've made the UK your home. And and equally, I think we're giving something back in the uh, in, in the great opportunities we uh, we are using to display your talent. It must be great to be part of uh, an industry not only working on TV in your nation of birth, but also uh, halfway across Europe too. Yes, yes, it is really exciting. And uh, it's just part of being, we're all one, you know, mm. it's it's an experience and it's part of being, uh, of belonging, of belonging and experiencing multiple um, 
cultural um and and also just just life life experience experiences mm. sorry um, I, I find myself quite a bit nervous tonight i don't know why <laughs> But with with those experiences and the shared experiences you have, this all goes into the acting work too, and and you draw on these things uh, in your life. Now, uh, Romania itself has had a, a troubled history at times, so I'm sure that you were able to talk about family members' experiences in your own mind to help you through uh, what you were experiencing in uh, in uh, the film Golda. But again, that's drawn into much of your work, I would guess. Yes, it does. Um, when I when I take on a project, I really like to dive in deep and into the world, into the universe of that of that project, whether it is a play or a movie. Um, I immerse just fully, completely, and um, it's not it's not a pleasant. It's not a, obviously like is you don't dig into pleasant memories, mm -hmm. and also you search like your inner memory and inner universe. Um, you search for parts or places that you can use to relate remotely even like to what those people felt then and mm -hmm. there but ultimately it's just um, an, an immense chance to tell a story um, and to I mean how many people I mean a lot of people but actors you know but still it's a small number how many people get the chance to experience and to 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 live so many lives you know mm -hmm. only in one lifetime uh, and have so many professions you know while by by acting and get to experience life from so many vast point of views Mm -hmm. Well, absolutely, and and you do that through your work on stage and the likes as well. I mean, having been in in Footloose in Romania, uh, yeah. and also things like Richard the Third. Now, was that performed yeah. in Romanian as a translation? And and did your amazing use of English allow you to be able to you know, get to grips with the story in its native tongue before taking it and putting it into your own speech? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, it was performed in Romanian, but. Um um i read it in romanian and in english as well studied in school and also i'm a i'm a sucker for shakespeare so and i saw plays here actually in 2016 i saw a play uh at new diorama theater with the faction company actually actually i follow them to this day um and i befriended them and we sort of worked together um indirectly for a project i managed to to brought the their director in in romania for a theatre festival, but it was physical theatre, and I saw, uh, and it was a very interesting point of view uh, for Richard III. Um, but yes, I mean, I read as much as I can in English uh, plays, uh, and of course um, Shakespeare, and it was wonderful, and, and just so you know, it's wonderful in Romanian as well, because um, uh, Romanian language is a Latin language, and uh, it just, it rhymes so beautifully, it just, mm -hmm. it flows. Yeah, it, it suits the Shakespearean English very well. Yes. Obviously, you've got an awful lot going on. There is so much more to come. What projects can you talk about at the moment? Anything in the pipeline you can tell us about? Um, not so much in the pipeline currently. I'm just, um, I'm just um, setting a, a landmark here and a, a touchdown, touch, touching base here with with the city. So now that I'm here, I'm here for good. Um, and um, looking forward to see what's going to happen next that there are some projects uh, in sight but I don't know uh, when and where and, and when which would be the next one actually mm -hmm. but let's just take this interview 
kind of like an introduction for <laughs> for myself. As you said, you don't you don't uh, you've welcomed so many Romanians, but not many actors. Well, here I am now. Well, <laughs> we <know> will <laughs> we'll look forward to seeing more of your work in the coming weeks, months, and years. Golda is going to be on our screens very soon. Do check out all the details on the socials for that one. Where do we find you online? Is have we got to, uh, a, a listing for you as well as your IMDb page? IMDb and I, I use Instagram. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's where you find me on social media and IMDb <laughs> for oh, now. Yeah, but the, the more follows very soon. Katina yes. Maria Nistor, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having a chat. And we look forward to seeing more of your work in the not too distant future. Thank you so much for having me and for introducing me to the world. <laughs> Once again, the TWS Sports Podcast is up for an award. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Adam Millichip. Hello. Hello. Hello, Jason. How are you? I'm good. I hope we find you well. Yes, all very well, thank you. No, not doing too bad at all. Good stuff. Now, after massive success for the whole team last year, it is once more award season in the world of podcasting, which means votes are required. Tell us a bit about the competition you're in for. Yes, so it's the Sports Podcast Awards, which are a global um, awards. And there's, there's 18 different categories, and we're in the best social equality impact sports podcast category. Um, very lucky to win it last year, beat some great other podcasts, and mm-hmm. we've been shortlisted again. So there's thousands of podcasts that enter, and then it goes to a judging phase over January, February. And then judges whip it down to 12 um, for each category. So we've made the final 12, and now it's down to the public to vote. So yeah, hopefully we can we can win again if possible, but it's just be great just to be shortlisted and recognised. Yeah, and this this isn't for you. This is for the team of presenters you got involved, who are hugely talented kids from Technol Wood School, and it's all part of the podcast, which makes uh, the, the, their lives it, it, it's so much fun in uh, gives them so much enjoyment, but also a great education too. It is, and that is the fundamental reason we started it was initially for their education and everything we've had since has been a bonus so the podcast was set up to teach our students key skills communication social skills build confidence because being autistic stereotypically that's kind of things that some of our students struggle with they struggle with conversations they struggle socially they struggle with their confidence so initially that was what the podcast was set up for and these awards and the sports and events we've we've gone to and the opportunity to host radios and things like that is, is all a massive bonus and um, shows how well the students have been doing. Yeah, well, we were getting them back in to present once again on 101.8 WCRFM. That's on the way probably shortly after Easter. And uh, again, it, it's all part of the work that Technolwood School does. You are teaching in the sports team down there. But the the effort and real just care that goes into everybody's education, uh, wherever they are within the, uh, the the realms of autism, uh, from some of those who are purely non-communicative, uh, communicative, uh, non-verbal, uh, to, to others who have got uh, a situation which needs sort of nurturing and encouragement, and that's the, uh, what the, uh, the the team uh, on the show are at. They uh, they maybe need something to maybe to, to get them to, to to come out of the shell to be able to have that conversation. Once you start them, there's no stopping them. Yeah, definitely. And so, currently, uh, two students who host the podcast, Tom and Alyssa, and 
Alice has joined us um, in the summer, just start of the summer, just gone 2022. And to see her confidence develop is, is amazing. So when she first joined, she was quite shy, um, didn't necessarily take much of a role in terms of the podcast. She'd ask a few questions. Now we've recorded a podcast today and she's talked and she's talked and she's talked and she's able to go off script and ask her own questions and keep the conversation flowing, which for autistic individuals is quite difficult to keep that conversation flowing. But you should have heard here them today. Tom and Alyssa were well in their element, chatting away and um, sort of telling jokes and having fun with our guests. So it's teaching them great skills. Tom's been with us from the very start, so back in May 2021. So Tom's been with us for a long time, and you, you've seen Tom yourself, you've seen his confidence mm -hmm. grow and flourish, and he's really, really benefited from the podcast. Now, yeah, and I worked with Tom on other things as well. We had him down as cameraman at the race course for uh, Bonfire Nights, and it, uh, probably at the start of what he's doing, he wouldn't have thought to have done something like that either. Yeah, it was quite happy to be part of the team. As again, another multimedia thing. This time he was behind the camera, but actually, again, that's a, another part of the education. It is, and if you think about schools, children don't get the opportunity to do that. No other student would get the opportunity really to go and 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 be a cameraman at a massive event like that in front of thousands of people. And it's because of the podcast we've become more known and we're getting these opportunities. So yeah, thank you for that as well. And yeah, two three years ago, Tom would never have done that. And it's I think since the podcast and his conference has grown, using things like cameras and, and audio and technology technology. Um, it's really helped him. I know it's something that he wants to go into when he finishes school um, into the world of media. So, yeah, opportunities of that are fantastic. And, um, yeah, he's really, really flourishing. Yeah, but and, but has a, a skill for being able to follow what's going on. Doesn't need any instruction. Once you go, follow that, film this. And then he was, he was, he's, his own, he's his own ideas he was using to be able to do it. And, yeah, that that's the good part. You, you don't know what somebody's potential is until they have the chance to show it. And this is what you do at Technical Wood School. Yeah, definitely. And that's the reason we started the podcast is to kind of promote a different way of teaching because I'm not aware of any other schools that do a podcast. I'm, I'm sure there are. But we want to teach our students different in a different way, not in conventional reading, writing, sat down. Our students need some different, more hands-on approach. So that's the reason we started the podcast. And there's lots of other amazing things we have that have at Technowood, lots of sensory activities and communication activities to give our students the best opportunity to learn. So yeah, it's a fantastic school and the podcast is just a small part of the school. And um, yeah, it's an amazing opportunity for our students. Well, long may that continue. Fingers crossed for awards uh, in this latest round of opportunity to uh, really get that recognition again. And whether you win or you don't, I mean, to have been nominated again the second year, it shows that the quality has not waned at all. Yeah, 100%. And Winning it last year was incredible. I think winning it two years in a row was, would be unbelievable. I know the, the students have worked so hard this year again, and we're up against huge podcasts. So I think in our category, there's two podcasts hosted by the BBC. There's a podcast um, hosted by the, the Premier League. So to be in just these sort of categories with these multi-million pound organisations um, is incredible. And so we're just a, a small school with no budget, on our podcast so we've just kind of winging it as we go but obviously doing a pretty good job of it so um yeah just to be in this category is, is amazing and hopefully fingers crossed people vote and people spread the word and you never know what might happen
no, say so fingers crossed we'll be able to see that. How do people vote? What are they looking for? How can they show their appreciation for what you guys do? And not only on the podcast, but also what you hear on the radio each week. So if you go on our social media, so TWS Sports Podcast, um, we'll upload it regularly on there. But also if you go on to um, any search engine and search Sports Podcast Awards, um, you can go on there and you have to register. It takes a minute to register and then you can vote. So yeah, if you just search Sports Podcast Awards, register, and then you can find that category, which is the best equality and social impact category. And if you could drop us a vote, that would be fantastic. And get all your friends to do it as well. Hopefully, fingers crossed again, you are already registered from last year when you voted then. If you didn't, or it is new to you, please cast that vote. You'll be able to hear the team doing their thing every Tuesday on 101.8 WCRFM. Uh, it's just after one o'clock. Equally, you can get the whole podcast rather than just a taster that we bring you. So you get a full flavour of the guest and the fantastic questions the team asked. And as you said, some of it's scripted, other bits, it naturally flows as part of that conversation. All of it, though, 100% listable, which is the best part about it all. And uh, some amazing uh, guests on there. What have you got coming up in the weeks to come? So we've got, uh, we've given today, actually, we spoke to Liam Davis from Telford. So he is the current British and European uh, Super Bantamweight Boxing Champion. So we went down to his gym in, in Telford and spoke to him one-to-one, which was amazing. Um, had the opportunity to stick the gloves on and have a little spa as well, which was interesting for Tom and Alyssa. Um, so we've got Kevin, Kevin Davis, former um, Bolton Premier League player. Uh, Marie Kelly, Warwickshire cricket captain. So yeah, we've got lots of great guests and also we're off to Anfield, Liverpool, home of Liverpool, in a few weeks to um, speak to a special former Liverpool player. So um, that'll be an interesting one coming up. Well, uh, amazing stuff, brilliant opportunities. And the people they are talking to want to be part of this because they know how important it is to the team behind it. And they basically want to be able to be part of that conversation. And uh, it, it must be great to get these opportunities. How you arrange all of this, I do not know. Some amazing names in there even so. But word gets around, doesn't it, which is what counts. Yeah, I think that's how it's growing. Because yeah, initially we thought it might last a few weeks or a term if we were lucky. But you're right, it's, it's word of mouth. So we get guests on, they're impressed by what we do. And then they go go away and, and tweet about it and put it on their social media and it quickly spreads. Um, we're very lucky that they'll quite often put us in touch with a teammate or a former colleague. Um, yeah, and word spreads. So it's um, very quickly grown. This is our third year now and um, it, it's grown and growing, which is fantastic. Well, fantastic to be with you on that journey. Looking forward to meeting the team once more in the not-too-distant future when they'll be joining me in the studio. Meanwhile, though, TWS Sports Podcast is what you're looking for. Look for those uh, awards as well, and you can be helping to uh, continue the appreciation for the work that's been done by the Tetanor Woods School and the whole of the teaching team down there, including Adam Millership, who's the man whose idea it was in the first place. Thank you for joining us. Keep up the good work, and I look forward to seeing you in the studio not too far away. Thank you, Jason. We all love a good deal, whether it's discount vouchers, your sales, or just being able to get something cheaper from somewhere. 58% of us consider ourselves as a savvy shopper, somebody who knows a thing or two about the uh, the world of saving cash. Is TV presenter and consumer journalist Alice Beer, who joins me now. Good afternoon. 
Good afternoon to you. Oh, yes, I definitely am a savvy shopper, aren't I? Um, and I think the rest of us are. I think you're you're nuts if you're not. What are you doing? Um, or maybe you're very wealthy and you don't have to be a savvy shopper, but there's fun in it. There's a there's a thrill in getting a bargain, isn't there? Absolutely. I do love some of this great value, whether I'm signing up for a new reward card at a supermarket or whether I'm just making sure that I'm getting the best deals online. It, it is absolutely worth doing. But when we are out and about, we've got the chance to shop in a slightly different way. And we're talking about a floating shop here, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We are. So I think that... Um, there is time now to consider something we may not have considered in the past. So a survey on behalf of ferry company Stenaline, looking at their duty-free offerings, um, found that 83% of us actually get a thrill from a bargain. And 29% of us like to brag about that bargain. So I had a little look into duty-free and to see whether they were genuine bargains, because duty-free is a is a confusing notion. It's sort of come and gone, and with Brexit it went, and then it came back again. And I think it's sort of been off our radar for a bit. And now it really is back. There are some amazing, genuine bargains to be had in duty-free, coupled with the fact that when you're coming back into the UK from the EU, the allowances are more than generous. I mean, you really can fill your boot. Um, if you're on a ferry, that is, you can fill your boots. If you're on a, a plane or you're by foot and you don't have your car, then you're going to have to fill your boots as a way to carry it. But um, there are genuine bargains to be had. And uh, Stenner have sort of given me price lists of all their offerings. And really, if I could fill my boot with 42 litres of beer, 18 litres of wine and four litres of spirits, I'm laughing. You're pretty much sorted for Christmas already if you go off and do that. And, <laughs> and, and it's, as you say, we've we've kind of forgotten about duty-free because it's only been on long-haul flights until we left the EU that you were really going to see the benefits. Uh, if Obviously, if you were travelling within the EU before, as we were, you didn't get these bonuses. So something good has come out of uh, the whole Brexit situation at the very least. Um, and uh, we'll see what else happens in years to come. But this is an, uh, something for now. And where, wherever you're travelling to... Once you're on a, a Stena ferry, uh, Stena line have got to say these great deals, and it is easy for you to be able to do this uh, this shopping, and it's it saves you worrying about it when you've got to your destination as well. Exactly. I mean, I think you know the whole travel um, situation has changed, and our attitude to travel has changed obviously since the pandemic. You know, it's, air travel was non-existent, and then became quite a hideous notion. Um, and with security issues of measuring out, you know, hundred milliliters of that and trying to fit everything, trying to fit my makeup bag into a tiny little plastic bag that does up at the top, it just doesn't happen. So. I think with a consciousness of our environmental footprint, a consciousness of spending money, um, also enjoying the slow in life rather than just rushing and getting everywhere in the fastest possible way, I think ferry travel is much, much more on our radar. And, you know, economically it works. When you look at some of those lovely routes over from Holyhead to Dublin, from Fishguard to Rosslare, you're actually saving a lot of money. So if you said right now, okay, I'm going to pop over to uh, Dublin for this weekend. What a weekend to be in Dublin. St. Patrick's Day and then the Six Nations on Saturday. Ireland hopefully will be going absolutely nuts on Saturday afternoon, winning their first Grand Slam. 
So your savings would be quite significant if you were taking the ferry as opposed to um, sitting on a plane. And then, of course, you've got your car with you. You don't have to pay any car hire when you're over there if you want to expand expand your holiday. And you can literally fill your boot up for the journey back. And you've sort of saved your money um, off the price of your ferry ticket. So it's definitely it's worth considering. And I think we are considering holidays now. We are considering little breaks away. Um, hopefully the budget has given us all a little good news or at least not too much bad news. So we can consider a holiday, which would be a very lovely thing, wouldn't it? Absolutely. And since it's been in control, you going up, yeah, heading up through Wales, then onto the ferry, over to uh, uh, Ireland. They, they even drive on the right side of the road and everything. So it's nice and simple, isn't it? Yep. And uh, I don't know when the last time you went to Dublin was. I've been uh, I've been over there quite a bit. My daughter's studying over there and I go back and forth a lot. Um, ferries aren't like they used to be for a start. They're quite, you know, quite lush now. And you can pay, I think it's 11 quid to get into the posh lounge. Um, and it's just rather lovely. I can take the dog over. You can fill your boot with all your goodies. I can take a, a litre of gin to go and see my daughter. And then then at least she's pleased to see her mother. Um, <laughs> I mean, just a lot of fun going over there. And Ross Lair is just, you know, it's beautiful down there. Um, and come up through Wexford and then you can, you know, um, explore that whole side of the coast. It's just a really nice thing to open your eyes to, um, as opposed to the stress of an airport. So I think the genuine duty-free bargains are now leading us to consider other ways of traveling. Um, but, you know, I've always said a bargain's only a bargain. If you want it, you need it, or it is genuinely going to be life enhancing to you. You can't go just spending for the sake of spending because something's cheaper. And these are genuine bargains, you know, like 52% mm -hmm. off high street price for a, a litre of Gordon's gin. You know, a litre of gin for 12 quid, it's worth stocking up on for Christmas or, you know, if you're going to have a coronation party or whatever. Um, Tanqueray orange gin, 18 pounds. You save 33%. You know, these are really big bargains. And I, and I don't think particularly younger people won't be sort of aware of this. And I think... Oh, you've got good surprises in store. Yeah, absolutely. They'll never have heard of it before. Uh, they were, If they've only been to go on holiday to Spain in the past, they won't be getting it. But you've got some great times enjoying the scenery as you travel and also enjoying the uh, the, the, the great sights, as you said, when you get there. And you're getting a break and getting some great discounts. I mean, fragrance is 47% cheaper, uh, confectionery 16%, uh, the likes of jewellery are down 15%, and tech products too. So there's all sorts of things that you can pick up. And Stenoline, uh, yeah, making this all part of the, the, the travel experience and I, th I think that's rather good fun i haven't ever been on one of these ferries where should i go to find out more and get myself off for a few days away <laughs> well it, honestly it's uh it's uh, definitely your eyes are going to be open and i think you will consider this more than once um stenaline.co.uk if you go on on board and you can see all their duty-free shopping and you can plan what you're going to get in advance but um have a look at some of their routes I think you will find a lovely trip there. And is this something you've experienced as yet to, uh, this year or is it something you're just building up to? Oh, no, no, no. I've been back and forth quite a bit. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, you know, I would say I'm a fair weather sailor, but actually, uh, you know, ferries aren't like they used to be. And the lounge is quite plush now. It's, you know, it's a pleasant experience. Don't let the old sort of images of the, the ferry put you off. It, mm -hmm. It's now quite lovely. And frankly, 
I like taking my car everywhere and I like taking my dog everywhere. And this ticks the boxes for me. Makes it nice and simple. Alice Beer, TV presenter, consumer journalist, and by the sounds of things, somebody who likes to enjoy gin responsibly. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Take care. Bye. On the 21st of May this year, once again, the Round the Recon is back. It is for raising funds for Compton Care. To tell us more, I'm joined now by their community and events manager, Emily Thompson. Good afternoon. Hi there, Jason. How are you? I'm good. I hope we find you well and looking forward to another fantastic event in just a couple of months' time. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Really excited about this year's event. We've um, we've changed things up again a little bit. So um, we've got some new routes for the participants, um, some new areas for them to explore around the Shropshire countryside. So um, it should be a good event. Yeah, it's always, it's always enjoyed by the hundreds of people who take part. They have a great time and it's cycling with a purpose, which is even better, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, you know, you don't have to be a pro cyclist to take part in our event. We, um, we'd love everyone to, to join us, whether they only just started cycling or been cycling like fantastic Hugh Porter for, um, for all of his life. So, um, so yeah, it's, about, it's open to everybody. If people do want to take part, you say there are different routes, different skill levels. Yep. You haven't got to do a 50-kilometre ride, have you? Absolutely not. We've um, we've got the Carvers Challenge this year at 25 miles. We've got the Hugh Porter Classic at 64 and also the Compton Epic at 100 miles. So, um, wow. yeah, we've got something for... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, wow. We have got something for everybody. So, um, so yeah, just sign up at Round the Recon, um at Round the Recon and on our, sorry, our Compton Care website. So, yeah, get involved. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's something for everyone. And if you just want to come down and enjoy seeing the riders leave and then return a few hours later, it's worth doing that because there's normally some things going on. So where is it all starting off from? What are the details there? Give us the times. So we're starting at Dudley and Kings Wintford Rugby Club in Kings Wintford, obviously, and we start the Epic and the Compton, the middle route, so the Epic and the Hewport Classic at 8 to 8.30, and then the Carver's Challenge will set off from about 10 o'clock. We anticipate riders getting back from about half past 11 throughout the afternoon until probably about seven o'clock, to be honest. So, yeah, everyone's more than welcome to come down, cheer the riders on, all of the information is on the Compton Care website and you can see the maps available on there as well. So you could you can um, spot your loved one if you wanted to halfway around the course or whatever. So, um, so yeah, just check out the check out the website. Yes, it, it does make it a family day like that, isn't it, as well? Because, uh, yeah, drop the family and their bike off in the morning, then go and find a nice pub mm -hmm. somewhere on the route, have something to eat and then go and wave at them when they're, they're close by. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It really is something for everybody in a real family affair. I know my dad's taking part and taking um, my little boy around with him. So, um, so yeah, it's a real family day out and it's hopefully the sun will be shining and, um, yeah, everyone will enjoy the day. So just look out for Around the Weekend on the comptoncare.org.uk website. Check out the details. How much is it to get involved? Um, so... There's different price levels for the event, so they start from £30 to £40, but included in your registration fee is your food stations, a lovely medal at the end, um, and obviously that sense of achievement for taking part in the event. So, um, yeah, and obviously all fundraising for the Round the Recon event does obviously help support 
um, the work that Compton do within the local area. So any fundraising that you can do for the event would be really much appreciated. Absolutely, support there to get you sponsored and make sure it's it's it, it, you're going to do the whole thing. So you want sponsoring for doing the whole thing. It's it's not per mile. You don't give up halfway around. Well, if you need to, you can. But you don't give up halfway around because you know what you're doing and you <laughs> choose the, the, the length of the course that's right for you. But it's going to be a great fundraiser. And there's so much going on this year. There's all sorts of events to sign up to, aren't there? So uh, I know that we've got the, the memory walk on the way once more coming up in September. Yeah, we've got um, memory walk on the 17th of September um, this year again at the the beautiful grounds at Chillington Hall. Um, so, yeah, so details of that will be coming out later on this year. We've also got our two new treks as well for 2023. So we're offering people the chance to hike Snowdon and see the beautiful um, sunrise on the 4th of June. And we've also launched the Yorkshire Three Peaks trek as well Um on the 30th of September. So there's some great events going on at Compton this year. Yeah, and these are all fun things to do. And at the same time, get your family, friends, anybody who's passing in the street who looks like they might give you some money towards it to sponsor you to get involved in these events as the whole community comes behind the fantastic work that Compton Care do. Yeah, definitely. There, there's something for everybody this year at Compton. So, um, so yeah, just um, check out our website, comptoncare.org.uk, and um, and have a look at what we've got on offer. Yeah, of course, you can do things like joining the lottery on there as well, and, of course, see the actual work that's been done and the sort of things that help people in the community, whether it be lymphedema nurses or maybe some of those people who do need to spend time within the Compton Care facility. All of that happening across the board and helping so many lives and helping people live their lives to absolutely the fullest allowing you to do so too with these amazing events that you get to be part of full details as you say comptoncare.org.uk check out those details online and get yourself signed up if you're a cyclist the round the reekin is for you for now community and events manager at Compton Care, emily thompson thank you for joining us thank you jason Hoggle Pets have got a brand new community-led initiative which is helping those who are OAPs when it comes to looking after their four-legged friends. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Mike Dixon. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, buddy. How are you? All good here. I hope we're finding you and the team down there well. Yeah, yeah, we're fine. Thank you, mate. Fine. Good stuff. And it's a great time uh, when you came down there and saw the fantastic extension to the facilities with the pond room that you have down there now. Uh, and what's it been like down there, first of all? Is it still good footfall? Yeah, brilliant, mate. A lot of people have came in and saw the pond room and um, really positive about it. And hopefully as the weather warms up um, and people are out in the gardens again, there'll be some uh, lovely gems in there, the fish that they can come and have a look at and maybe put in their own ponds too. Absolutely. An inspiration if it's something you're looking forward to maybe adding to your own home. And pets come in all shapes and sizes and and, and there are different pets for different people. And that's the good thing, isn't it? You never know what is going to suit you and your lifestyle until you do a bit of research. Yeah, absolutely. And fortunately, uh, we do cover pretty much everything. So anything you need pet wise, uh, we're on hand to to give you a bit of advice and help and a nice wide array of different products that you can uh, have a look at. Yeah, and uh, this help continues because uh, you got something special starting for old age pensioners coming this Wednesday. Absolutely, yeah. So what we've done is we've obviously thinking about the, the community side of things. Um, we, were, we were trying to think in what ways could we help. And it's, it's obviously a difficult time for a lot of people at the moment. Um, so we, we sort of came up with the idea that on Wednesday mornings, um, from when we open till till 12 o'clock, so from 8.30 till 12, we're going to do an in-store OAP discount. 
um, just on Wednesday morning. So they can pop in, purchase whatever supplies they want or need for their animals and their pets, and even the wild birds, if you want to do a bit of feeding in the garden for the wild birds. Um, we've got all that kind of thing. And they'll just receive an extra 5% off. And they haven't got to sign up to anything. They haven't got to do anything. They've literally just got to prove that they're in one way that they're an OAP and they get that discount on a Wednesday morning. So whether they bring their OAP bus pass or it's just a quick flash of the driving licence that shows their age, that's all they need to do. You're not going to record any details other than your staff will check at the time. And then they get the uh, the 5% off, which does just help their money go that little bit further when it comes down to looking after a part of their lives. When you say somebody who is maybe on their own and has a, a sort of dog it can make a huge difference to their life can't it absolutely mate yeah you know what it's like with it having that little bit of company um and they want people want to do the best for their pets as well so hopefully uh, this little bit of extra discount that we're giving away um will help them do that and let their money just go a little bit further for them yeah, and uh, it might well be that uh, they come maybe later morning once the bus passes in operation, uh, and then yeah, they're able to, to buy a little more in bulk than they would normally do, and uh, then get yeah, better value savings that way too. Yeah, exactly that, mate. So yeah, that's why we've done it across the whole morning rather than just a couple of hours, just to give that little bit of flexibility for, for people visiting us as well. And obviously already providing great value and the opportunity for people to see a, a brilliant range. You know, I, when I was down there, uh, I was surprised at just how much stuff you do have and how many different types of dog chew there are in this world. <laughs> That's right, mate. I think we hold on average at any one time like 9,000 individual different products. So even if you can't see something in store, ask the guys um on the shop floor because there's a chance that we've got something that would suit you in our warehouse as well which they can always pop next door and grab um so yeah there's there's we can pretty much cover everything for most pets um you might want a different brand specifically but there's probably always something that we'll be able to provide if you need it so you'll be able to yeah, recommend something and it'll be hopefully exactly what you're looking for or at least what your friend is looking for whether they have a tail scales wings or whatever you've got something for them and uh, that's 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 all part of it and for those obviously the 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 oap discount is for those who are in-person callers between 8 30 and 12 on a wednesday but if anybody's looking for value and they can't get to hall pets themselves uh where can they go online to be able to do the shopping yeah, so you can find us on hugglepets.co.uk. Everything's on there. Um, there's very convenient ways to pay um, if you can't travel to us. Uh, the OIP, OIP discount is just available in-store on Wednesday mornings. Um, but, yeah, it, we're open seven days if you need anything. You can contact us on the phone on 01902 494860 and just select the option for the store. And then a member of our team in store, you can always pick their brains and they can offer uh, any insight or help that you need as well. And of course, there is all the ongoing work with Huddle Pets in the community too. And obviously, callers who are coming in to do their shopping, they need to know where you are for that. Give us the full address. Yeah, so it's Huggle Pets on Cooper Street, Wolverhampton, WV2 2JL. We're just off the Bilston Road, not far from the Priestfield uh, tram stop, just around the corner from Monmore Green Dog Track. Yeah, so simple as that. You just yeah, get on the tram, use all the public transport, that'll get you there. But if you are driving, there's parking as well, so you can uh, easily be able to pop your car there, then load it up with the goodies that you're buying for Fido or Trixabel or whatever your pet is called. Mike, always <laughs> good to speak to you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for your continued support for the community. Thanks, Jason. Always a pleasure.
Almost half think growing is out of their league when it comes to vegetables. The salad shortage shows that we need to get these skills back ASAP. Someone give us a few tips on making sure we have green fingers. Is TV Gardener David Dominic. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. And, you know, even though we're getting the snow and everything, you know, as soon as we get a really cold one, spring will be on us. You know, I mean? it's March. The buds are swelling. The leaves on the, uh, the weeping willows, first one to come out. Uh, in leaf and then of course we've also got some beautiful daffodils you know the hope of the warmth outside is there but everybody seems to be growing inside just as much as outside some research done by Mr Fothergills the seed company are showing that younger gardeners at the early ages of 26 are getting in because half of them believe that it's beneficial to the mental health not just the produce of growing and people feel that brightening up and enjoying and watching things grow are important so they're taking them inside and actually making their own windowsills, little greenhouses. I do like that idea. Great way of doing it. I mean, when I was a kid, I once tried growing sweet corn on my windowsill. I say kid, I mean 18, 19. Uh, it, was, it was something fun to do. Uh, I've always liked growing plants, and it's something that was encouraged in us at school. But that kind of dies off for a little while. And, and whilst you maybe sow some watercress, so you've got some fresh cress at home, it's not quite the same as really going for it and enjoying a fresh lettuce. And there's nothing <laughs> better than enjoying a lettuce that you've just cut yourself yeah no i I believe and don't underestimate that cress because you can grow cress by sprinkling the seeds onto a dinner plate that's just got tissue paper damp tissue paper on and it will germinate and grow and then if you like me a bit of granary bread (laughs) lashings of good butter then then you do a cream uh, scrambled egg a little bit of salt cracker pepper then you cut the cress fresh from your windowsill that nutty flavour, that bite and that crunch. And, of course, in your mouth at that time, you, in, with the cress on its own, you've got more calcium than milk, more foliate than banana, more vitamin E than broccoli, and more vitamin C than an orange. It's incredibly tasty and very healthy as well. And cress isn't the only thing. Basil, parsley, you know, microgreens like bean sprouts are incredibly easy. I grow the bean sprouts in jam jars. I've got a jam jar. I buy a big jam jar, you know, the ones that used to have pickled onions in mm-hmm keep the jam jar, and then I just uh, uh, sprinkle at the bottom, oh, probably about um, a centimetre of, um, of the seeds, the little mung bean or, 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 or what do you call it, bean sprouts. Um, and I spike a few holes in the top, so I rinse the seed every now and again. And, you know, within, within about eight or nine days, that's sprouted, and you can use those bean sprouts in your cooking. So it's, it's fresh and incredibly good for you at the same time. Yeah, I mean, that's all part of it. It is about that freshness. Straight from the plant pot to the table, or in your case, the pickled onion jar, it, it just gives it that extra flavour. You don't lose any of the crunch. There's no best before date because it is now. It's, it's all great food. Yeah, and, you know, for, for, for children getting involved in it, and even as adults, you know, it evokes our curiosity. You know, we can observe the process of things growing. If you've grown it from seed, you get a, a connection with that plant. And in our mind, neurotransmitters in the brain that are closely associated with happiness, dopamine and serotonin, are given. We know that if you walk down a busy high street, if you're walking in Wolverhampton Bridge High Street uh, with cars and the pressure and you're on your phone or whatever, but if you take a moment just to get out into the countryside, just so very close to, to, to where the cities are, and we walk in a woodland with, with trees, the scent of pine in the air, the sound of the birds, it distresses us, it, re- it rejuvenates us, it resets us. Uh, uh, by connecting with nature, we need to do it more in this day and age where we're, we're in front of screens most of our lives.
and we get to experience seasonal vegetables and uh, and the like and realize what we should be eating when strawberries are for june july august september they are not necessarily for, to have over christmas and it, i think we it is important we eat seasonal and when you're growing it yourself you can explore that even more enjoy maybe a little bit of the garden with some turnips in it grow your own potatoes in one of these big troughs it can be great fun just getting into the produce and uh, mr fothergill's got a complete range and there's even instructions on the pack when to sow it absolutely and if you go to their, their website mr and it's a middle dash mr dash fothergills.co.uk forward slash windowsill they've got videos on how to grow on windowsills and see there's a little there's a little uh, questionnaire that you fill out it tells you what type of gardener you are and if you and they'll send you um, free information. I think they send you a free pack of the seeds as well, so it's worth a look at. But as you said, it's fun, but it's saving money. It's less plastic. It's good for the planet. Flavor is better. The health is there. And if you're growing beautiful plants on your windowsill, they look good too. A lot better than the, an, old, an old souvenir of the Eiffel Tower or a ceramic poodle. You know, growing plants inside the home is so very positive. Yeah, can we grow chives that way as well? Because they're one of the things that... Chives can be are great on get, the windowsill. Yeah. Well, they are great on the windowsill chives. Uh, you can sow them quite early on. All you need is just a, a, just, a just a pot. You buy them from 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 uh, the garden centres or a little seed tray, a bit of peat-free compost, sprinkle them, and you'll end up with loads of more seeds than you need. So you sprinkle a bit, you grow the chives, you'll see them germinate in, in about eight, nine days, and then you put them up into little pots, and they grow, and they're so beautiful, lovely-looking plant. And then if you're doing yourself a cream cheese sandwich, cut that fresh straight in there, the bite, the crunch, the flavor, it's incredibly good for you. And once you've, you've done that and you, you finish the plant because you, you cut them and then they come again, uh, when they finally tire out, clear a bit of the compost, bit of fresh compost, use a few more seeds. And that seed packet will last you all year. You're saving a fortune. And I like the idea as well that you can maybe take it one step further and go for a Mr. Fothergill's mushroom kit and maybe grow them in the airing cupboard. You know, I did that as a kid, those mushrooms. They're, they're amazing. Um, just to see something that grows. Fungus is completely different to, uh, uh, to, to, uh, uh, to plants. Because we, we, we are closer, fungus and, and, and humans are closer together than, than fungus is with plants or whatever. It, we're, all, we're all connected to the surface of this planet. It's incredibly uplifting. But growing, growing mushrooms is great. But there's lots of stuff that you can grow on windowsills. You know, you can grow outside. If you've only got a, a porch or a balcony, you can grow potatoes in, in old dustbins, you know, grow bag. You can do an awful lot with a grow bag. You can have your own herb garden. You've got tomatoes. You've got peppers. You've got chilies. Growing your own is fantastically good fun. It saves you money. But, of course, it's healthy too, both for your mind as well as your body. Yeah, and obviously I think people always enjoy the smell of buying tomatoes on the vine, but that's a huge amount of packaging and a lot of waste when it comes to moving them around. Grow them on a vine in your own home, and you've actually got that glorious fresh smell of tomatoes, which is almost as good as eating them. Well, absolutely. There's two very, very important things you've mentioned there. One is fragrance, of course, and growing basil with that lovely pesto fragrance. is great on a windowsill inside your home. The aromatherapy works well to, to cheer you up rather than artificial spray cans and chemicals. Um, but a host of, of other aspects of, of gardening and the health that relates to that is, uh, is very positive. And if you pick yourself up the, uh, the Mr. Fothergill's catalogue, you can go through there and maybe find things which are hard to get in the shops too. So there could be some interesting things like maybe a Jerusalem artichoke. You may not be able to pick up quite so simply down your local corner shop, but you could grow it at home. Yeah, absolutely. Anything that you fancy to grow. The grow bags are a, a classic example of, of being able to sow straight in and, and have it almost anywhere. But your garden's just as easy. But try the windowsill. 
Just try, just choose a windowsill without a radiator immediately underneath, of course. Um, and you just choose some waterproof trays or, or pots with covers on. Never let plants sit in water. So if they're in, in, in cover pots, always tip out the excess water. That's the secret of success. The secret of success with house plants as well. Never let them sit in water. But you could just turn one windowsill in your home to growing your own herbs, your microgreens, you know, little salad leaves and things like that. And uh, you, you won't turn back. The rest of your winter sills will be full. It's a marvelous hobby. It's been a career of mine for, for, for over 43 years. Um, uh, but it, it's just so fun. And it's connecting us with nature. And in this day of technology, that's incredibly important. Yeah, I think that's that's good. And uh, it's a, it, it's also, on top of that, adding oxygen to your home as well. So it keeps the air fresh, even if it's not a fragrant plant. Well, growing plants indoors has that. I mean, uh, I've, I've, uh, I've written a book, My Houseplant Changed My Life, which is, which is the, the bestseller that looks at having growing plants indoors, having an incredible positive effect. Now, I've mentioned mental health benefits before, but, but growing plants indoors, they nullify toxins that build up from air fresheners, from antiperspirant cleaning fluids, things like trichloroethylene, benzene, formaldehyde, xylene, all build up in the home. Plants and the microorganisms that live in the soil break, provided there's air movement, you know, opening doors and whatever, moves the air around, plants will do, take away those toxins. And of course, just as you said, will pump in fresh oxygen inside the home. Absolutely a win-win situation all around. And you've got basically some friends who could become part of your meal as well i like the idea where can we go for once again for more information <laughs> on all the seeds available from mr fothergills uh mr and then the middle dash fothergills f-o-t-h-e-r-g-i-l-l-s dot co dot uk forward slash windowsill so you can check out the details on the windowsill growing there and of course you can check out the full range in garden centers across the land there's plenty more for him to be able to pick those up from and enjoy the experience of growing some wonderful food on the an underused part of your home most likely david Dominic, tv gardener thank you for joining us thank you Well, that's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining me back with episode 718 next week. I'll see you then. Good off and out. Goodbye from the mill bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the mill bar. Yeah.